Welcome to the We Like to Say We're Experts podcast, where we go over noteworthy news, pop culture, and everything in between. And now, your hosts, Evan and Nicole. Welcome back, everybody. And we're on episode 12. I know. I didn't think we'd make it this far. <laughs> Honestly, we're doing great. We're we doing are. good. We're doing you know, great. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie, everyone out there. Uh, it's mostly uh, all of the hard work by my co-host here, who uh, knows how to how to keep me in check and uh, make sure I a have coffee every morning and b <laughs> show up on time. True. I know. I, I, not to mention all the editing and the social media things I do. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, that's all the work of Ben. Actually, <laughs> exactly. Third, I'm uh... taking credit for Ben. Yeah. Um, no, but we're a pretty good team because a lot of times, like when we talk about different movies, you I, we tend to choose franchises of like movies that you know a lot more about. So I may do like behind the scenes stuff, but I think you do like a lot of the more forward facing stuff. So we're a team. Yeah, we yeah. both do heavy lifting. Yeah. All right. Well. As always, we're going to start off with some news stories today, and the first one we have actually took place pretty close to us. How close is it? (laughs) Uh, Well, we live in Boston, and this happened in downtown at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. That's MIT! It is. Yeah, they're over in Cambridge. So we posted a video of this, I think, earlier this week or late last week, of how they covered the dome with the Captain America shield logo. Uh to celebrate Avengers Endgame, com- Endgame coming out. Jokes- Jokesters did, like, an anonymous article with the Boston Globe, and they basically just said, like, listen, this is not the first time we've done this. We cover the dome all the time. It gets passed down from, like, class to class. They always gotta try to do something. Like a rite of passage. Yeah. Almost. And Boston native Chris Evans tweeted, retweeted it, and said, very cool. So he threw his support in there. Personally, I'm still Team Iron Man, but, uh... I think this this is like a fun this is a fun nice story. Yeah, you know what I mean, especially Chris Evans because Chris Evans is from uh, Massachusetts. Yeah, so. it says uh, in the article that I'm looking at it says he's a Boston native. So yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I think like things like this, like yes, it's a prank, but I mean like no one's getting hurt. It's a harmless and, like, prank. It's, not it's kind like... of a tradition at this point that like things like that are gonna get done. Yeah, it's not like those stupid YouTube pranks where no. they go like go around and you know they like cause distress slash like surprise harm yeah on people. like have you I, I know this is like a huge derailment from the news story but like those uh those youtube videos where it'll be like all right they're being filmed and it's one guy and he's like staring at standing in an elevator like staring away from the door you know yeah. staring at the back and like all those weird ones and then like one person gets on and yeah. it just films their reaction like those are dumb to awful me. terrible yeah. Painting the dome? Great! And it's not even painting, it was like a big, like, cloth thing. Oh, was So it's, it like, really? temporary. Yeah. Oh. Like, they always, like, encapsulate it, so... Those good Even students. more harmless. Yeah, they just take it right off. So, speaking of movies and news, uh, the next news story that we have actually took place in Tennessee, where a local movie theater, and there'll be a picture of this on our Facebook page, they, you know, it's the marquee, they're announcing all the movies that are there. And Hellboy, the it's is it a remake? Uh, it's like a reboot. Okay. Because there was, 
uh, in like the early to mid 2000s. Because now it's the it guy that pub- plays Hopper from Stranger yeah. Things. Originally, it was Ron Perlman in okay. Hellboy One and Two. And I couldn't remember yeah. that guy's name, so I'm glad you did. I got you covered. He <laughs> he does a lot of voices in animated series that I've That's watched. That's why you know. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> so they didn't want to put Hellboy because they didn't want to offend anybody. So they put Heckboy on the sign because uh, it's across the street from an elementary school. Heckboy. I don't know. Oh, this yeah. is just pretty funny to me. H-E double hockey sticks, boy. Right? I don't know. Yeah, like, we live in a world where they're saying far worse things. Like, this is not uh, an Avengers Endgame spoiler, but in Avengers Endgame, they say, like, shit and ass. Yeah. And stuff like that. (laughs) But we can't, you know, like, tons of kids are going to see that movie. Yeah. Because it's got... Wait, was it rated PG-13 or R? No, I think... uh, Avengers? Avengers? Yeah. Avengers PG-13. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, um, it definitely was an R. But um, but we can't have Hellboy. Yeah, this actually went viral on Twitter. A comic shop from the area posted it, and that was where I saw the tweet. And I was just like, Heckboy? Oh. It took me a second. I was like, what the hell is Heckboy? What the oh, hell is Heckboy? Hellboy. Oh. I get it, yeah. I just thought that was odd. So definitely take a look at our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash expertspodcast. We, all the new stories that we talk about, we always put pictures and or links, so take a look at it if we, you want to see what it looks like. We got you covered. Yeah. So the last one we have today is actually another Boston story that... Not that we have any biases <laughs> towards Boston. I, it's so funny. I wasn't even looking for, like, <laughs> local stories. Oh, and no. this came up, and I was like, this is adorable. So this is also relevant to Evan and I because at one point or another, me currently, you in the past life, have taken the red line. Uh, to and from the city so this was i want to say this is like a week or two ago um this is also on our facebook page but one of the commuters on the red line saw a baby squirrel like sneak in and people were like confused but they could tell it was a baby and not just like some rabbit squirrel yeah it wasn't foaming at the mouth right so they basically like worked together to keep the squirrel safe so yes, and, some, and like, isn't it cute? It's on like a commuter's arm lap. in this picture. Yeah. Uh, I so I read this story. There's a couple things. First off, the squirrel got on at Ashmont, right? Which is, which where is like I used to. I I went there yeah. every single day for nine years, and still do some days when I don't drive into work. But like, I could totally see this happening. It just yeah. slips on on rush hour, and uh, so it was like a small world moment for me. And also. Uh, one of the women on the train, like, you know, they figured out it was a baby and it wasn't right. going to do anybody any harm. So they, it was really sweet. They wrapped it up in, like, yeah. a little blanket. And they, like, baby. And they coddled it uh, just for a couple stops. So it was, yeah. I, it was only on for a total of three stops. Yeah, it says here that it remained cradled for two Feel, stops until, yeah, until yeah. someone was able to release it safely under some trees. That's so nice. I know. It just, sometimes you need the feel-good stories that pe- there's good people in the world. Squirrels, personally, not really a fan, but in a story well, like this. It's a little this, baby. Yeah. Yeah, you, got, no you gotta do the right thing. Well, probably a little confused little squirrel. Yeah, you probably. Didn't know what was going on. I mean, he didn't pay the fare, though, so he's doing better I than mean, I am. I mean, maybe. Basically, it looks like I'm going to have to save your planet. Oh, is that all you got? No, but thank you for asking. Uh Uh-oh. 
Our job is to secure it, neutralize it, see what makes it tick. Just heard. We gotta go fast in this new Sonic movie. And uh, personally, I wanna go fast away from it after seeing the new trailer. Yeah. There are many things, many opinions I have yeah. after seeing this. So one fun thing we like to do on this channel, we've done a couple of them, and we have some other ones planned, is we like to break down trailers, kind of talk about some new movies that are coming out, and I don't want to just get in the habit of talking about movies that are good. Kind of got to look at some of the... A real stinker. Yeah. So... The first thing I have to say, Sonic looks horrible. He looks awful. He and he has human teeth. He has human teeth. I couldn't put it together before, but there's a, a couple of things. His blue Sonic is blue. If anyone has, I'm seen actually looking at a Sonic, Sonic right now. See, see that blue? That's a dark. <laughs> Funny blue. enough, Evan has a little. So I shouldn't say little. It's like a medium-sized Sonic statue in our filming room. I might have bought the collector's edition of the semi-recent Sonic game for the Nintendo Switch, but <laughs> this... see You see Sonic. Right. Alright, so Sonic is a dark blue. Yes. Sonic in the trailer is a light blue. That the, was the first thing. The color didn't bother me as much. I'm but, not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just coupled, saying... Coupled with two important things. The okay. teeth. The creepy not teeth. Not even the teeth. Oh the yeah, teeth the are, arms. The teeth are fine. It's his arms... And, right. the, and the trailer's arms are blue. His arms should actually be, like, skin-colored or whatever his right. skin color is. and the gloves. And he has, he's wearing gloves, but in the trailer, is he just has white, creepy little squirrel hands. <laughs> and then uh, the other, like, really big thing for me that took me forever to figure out until I read it online is his eyes. Yes. His eye, he, has, he has human eyes that are spaced apart yes. in every other representation of him. His eyes are, are like, like animated. sort of together. Yeah. Like, it's like one giant It almost looks goop. like he's wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah, is the best way to explain it. I think that's the biggest offender for me, is the eyes. The teeth. I can't get you past like, the teeth. You don't like the teeth. I hate the teeth, don't get me wrong, but, like... It's, like, I'm not... I don't know. It just creeps me out. They're nightmare teeth. It's not great. Know. Yeah, it's pretty And you bad. know what? This We're reviewing this trailer right now, and you know what they got wrong? The main character seems pretty bad. So they're going to reanimate Sonic. They're going to spend millions of dollars, which is the right move because they got him super wrong. And, you know, yeah. getting getting the main character of your movie the looking nothing like the, the IP that it's from is yeah. a huge error. Now, this movie looked god-awful. Let's also talk about they need to get rid of Jim Carrey. Right! Like, it's not even just the animation of Sonic. Jim Carrey looks nothing like Jim, Dr. Robotnik. Jim Carrey doesn't act anything no, like that. Jim, Jim it, this is a movie where it's going to be Jim Carrey playing Jim Carrey. Yes. You know, in a movie agree. where it's Paul Rudd being Paul Rudd, great. In a movie where it's Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey, but he's supposed to be Robotnik and is yeah. acting nothing like him, like... That's weird. It seems really bad. I know some people liked him from the trailer and said he's the best part. I think he might actually be the worst part. Yeah. Because, like, Robotnik... You've seen that stupid YouTube video I keep showing you. Like, Robotnik's a big dude. Yeah. And he's, like, a like he's a goofball, but, like, not not in the way that Jim Carrey's no. coming across. It's just different. And, uh, and yeah. They, of course, dropped the fact that uh, Sonic originated on the Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah. Little... That's one of the things I was going to say about the trailer is, like, so you take... Uh, let's not talk about for the animation or Dr. Robotnik for a second, but they threw in a little bit of, like, fan service, um... When the cop, that's James Marsden, is like measuring his speed, 
in like one of the opening scenes um he measures up at 760 miles which apparently according to the video game is as fast as he can go oh, i didn't know that um also they use the golden hoops in the paramount logo oh, the rings, instead of the star yeah. yeah um they also there was something where at the end of the movie you see mushrooms and that's a callback to when sonic and knuckles were in a like mushroom hill level so they are doing little things for the fan i think they are yeah. trying but like the like it makes me mad because like they try all these little things. They also did something where there's a green hill sign. Yeah, that was another in level the, in the opener. Right, the level one's green right. hill. Right, so like they're doing all these things for the fans, which I think are important because like that brings you into the world. But then it's like you look at this crappy animation. Also, this is another point of me. Why is Gangsters Paradise? Oh yeah, playing this song is I... about like violence and injustice i blocked this out of my memory it's like a 90s or i think it's a 90s coolio song that like is the worst choice it's really yeah like it doesn't fit <laughs> it at all it i know it sounds stupid but that when i first heard that i was like i remember I you even, messaging me yeah because you i think you told me the trailer was out yeah and then the first your first opinion on it was, was Gangster's just Paradise. Gangster's Paradise. i was like this has nothing to do I, there was someone that I don't know if I watched it with you or someone else, but there was someone that redid the trailer with like a more appropriate song. I don't know if it was like the Sonic theme song or I like hope something. Was it the Sonic X theme? Because that would have been good. It was a cartoon. But it was like I was like, was it faster, 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 faster? Sonic, no, he's on the run. It wasn't Sonic. He's number one. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't Sonic music. It was like another song that was just like another pop song, but it works so much better. And I for a second forgot about his scary human teeth. Yeah, there's the there's song ruined it. Issues like what is he? What is even a movie about Sonic really going to be about? You know what I mean? Apparently, he they're making it sound like he's an alien from outer space that's coming to help them. That's how like if you look at the trailer, they're like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "I'm here to help save humans but or like, something." From what? From Doctor Robotnik. But like Robotnik, I don't know. I'm not saying it's right or I guess, wrong. I'm I guess just, I gotta see them. And you know what? I probably am gonna go see them. I'm not gonna see it. You can do a solo yeah, review That'll be on one that. of those, you know, like 10 a.m. on a Saturday. When Nicole's out. Nicole, yeah, Nicole's <laughs> Living somewhere. her life. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know how it is. It, it'll be a, a, a personal review. Of, yeah, uh, of we'll, let, we'll let you do that. Speaking of personal reviews, on our Instagram page, we're actually doing recommendations now. If you're not following us, it's something we're doing just on our Instagram page where we're, like, throwing out some pop culture bonuses. It's Instagram.com slash Experts Podcast. So, Evan, if you would like to do a review as a recommendation, yes or no, that'd be the perfect place to do it. I got some recs for you yeah. right here. But you can't mention them on here because it's bonus content. Oh, yeah. Hey everyone, I just want to take a moment to tell you all about a new podcast that I've been listening to, and that podcast is Thornvale. Thornvale is a narrative-driven actual play podcast following three monster hunters as they fight to keep a small town in Florida safe from the creatures that threaten it. It's full of action. I'll be like, I'll distract him, you get him. And so I'm going to try... Okay, Bjorn, how are you going to get him? Um, Comedy. I just got this image in my head, now this is me, not Sammy, of this dragon that was collecting materials for a chicken farm. <laughs> <laughs> and truly awful dice rolls. Nope, another oh. three. That's, oh that's my, my second three in a row. Oh my gosh. If that sounds like it's up your alley, then look us up wherever you listen to podcasts.
right. And like we mentioned in that promo, which is a fantasy-based show, now we're going to talk about a fantasy-based TV show, and we're going to continue our Game of Thrones episodes with Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 4. Do, 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 do. The season's almost over. Where's it going? Where's it going? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to start with a little recap of what happened in the episode. So it starts in Winterfell, and we see Jon Snow giving a speech, and he's honoring all of the men and... Women. Women and children that passed away during the Battle of Winterfell. Everyone that died, of yeah. which there were many people. And this is kind of sad because you see Sansa saying goodbye to Theon one last time, and Danny saying goodbye to Jorah one last time. And we see Jon looking down on Lyanna Mormont, and what was the other Sam one? Sam looking down at Dolores Ed. That's true, yeah. Stupid Sam. Dumb, big Dumbo. Um, and then they light the bodies on fire. And there's a lot. It's like this huge smoke. Oh, it's tons. Scene. Yeah. And then they go to a little party. Yeah, basically a feast, just kind of you know celebrating their win. First thing that we see here is Danny legitimizing uh, Gendry, making him the Lord of what was it? Storm's, Storm's End? End. Yeah. I think you should be Lord of Storm's End. I can't be. I'm a bastard. No. You are Lord Gendry Baratheon of Storm's End, the lawful son of Robert Baratheon, because that is what I have made you. Uh. Now, this whole scene, it's like super obvious that it's just to sort of get Gendry out of the way because he would have a claim to the Iron Throne. See, I didn't see it as that. No, totally is. No, like, she's she's getting an ally. He's going to be super grateful because he's a lord now. He's going to have like supplies and troops and stuff. And he's out of the way. He's not going to be coming for the throne, which he would have a claim to. I guess. I, I, I'm not saying that Danny doesn't have negative things about her, and we'll talk about this more. Oh, I got many I opinions know. here. But I tend to look at things from, like, Danny's side, and I think this is how I looked at it. She lost Jorah, and yep. she lost a lot of, like, the Dothraki. She's lost a lot of people totally. since she's, like, started her journey eight seasons ago. And maybe she was trying to make an ally, trying to make a friend. Maybe that is also a motive of it, but, like, I looked at it from, like, that point of view. What point of view? I don't know. That, understand. like, she was trying to make an ally more than, like, unlike a friend. Get someone out of her way. Yeah. Maybe that's a bonus, the... but, like, she just went through, like, a really tough... Yeah, but I really... I, don't know. I really feel that was her intent, uh, mainly because of the way she opened up the conversation. Right. She was like, hey... You're Robert Baratheon's son, yeah. you know what like, I mean? It, it is glaringly obvious that, well, for the entirety of the episode, which we're going to get more into, that she oh, only has one thing on her mind. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like you said, in the rest of the episode, we're going to talk about some things with Danny, but this is just one call-out that I thought was a little different. And then after this, Gendry decides he's going to propose to Arya, which, Arya doesn't want to be a lady. You'll be a wonderful lord. And any lady would be lucky to have you. But I'm not a lady. I never have been. That's not me. Everybody saw this coming, though. So... They did it once. Why would he ask her that? Because he loves her. Yeah. I guess. Now, after eight seasons. Yeah. Um, but, besides Gendry's little storyline there, you know, everyone's drinking, having a good time. 
Tormund has to come in with his comic relief. Tormund is the best, and he also has the saddest scene in this episode. He, yeah. is the, he has the funniest scene, and he has the saddest scene. He's there, he's drinking, he's trying to outdrink everybody, you know, because they finally didn't die to the Night King that, like, the wildlings have been terrified of forever. And he has this beautiful line uh, that we have right here. Now, which one of you cowards shit in my pants? <laughs> Please pardon me for a moment. Yeah, and then you see him sad because, you know, as we see uh, Brienne and Jamie go off and, like, they end up hooking up. And Tormund really likes Brienne and Tormund he's sad. just wanted the big lady. He just wanted the big lady. The big woman. And like we said, Jamie and Brienne go on to their room and... Get it they do, which waka waka. like we all sort of saw yeah. coming for a while. Agree, but it's still the, the the whole like the party part leading up to that, and even that part yeah. almost to me seemed like a really bad fan fiction. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. Oh yes, and then they wandered off on their own, yeah. and then um, and then as we oh you know I'll mention it now, but as we see during the night, um, Jamie ends up I think I don't know if it was the next day. But Jamie ends up finding out things that happen later in the episode. And because of that, he decides to go back to King's Landing. And he leaves and breaks Brienne's heart. Yeah. And it makes me very sad. Fuck Jamie. No one can be happy. No. I, Jamie went back for a good reason. I know. Though, which but, I'll get into later. But, like, he could have handled that situation no, differently. No, he had to do it that way. Otherwise, it would have been. You're right. Gone. Yeah. But he had to do, I'm he, sad. He made the right stoic choice. I know. Um, And then we also see kind of, like, towards the end of this part is that... Danny and John meet back up in his room. Please. Please. You are my queen. Nothing will change that. And they are my family. We can live together. We can. I've just told you how. And this is this is where like what I was mentioning before is so like Danny, I was kind of mad at the scene. I see both sides of this. So hold on, can I preface this? Yes. Turns out hooking up's real weird when you know that your right, aunt is though. the woman that you like. But I see both parts of this, and so I'm gonna. I'll keep this quick, but basically, like, the first thing I, the episode, I really genuinely thought that was, like, more genuine. Then I see this scene where I start to see, like, cracks of Danny, like, becoming kind of cray. Danny's always been cray. I know. I'm just, I, the way I looked at it is, again, I think she went through a really tough episode last episode, and when I look at it from Danny's perspective, I see it as she, whether she has the right claim or not. She's basically worked most of her life to, on this one path. And yes, is she focused on it too much? Yes. Totally. I'm not, am I saying that she's a perfect ruler? No. She's the worst. But like, in, in her mind, that this is like her heart and soul, and this is what she wants. And so when she talks to John, and she's like, don't tell anyone we're related yet. Because he would have a better claim to the throne. Right. I and... get why she would say this, and I think... To give her character kind of like an arc, I understand why they did this. But like, she doesn't... Many, many problems. 
I don't feel Danny has ever really had a, a substantial arc as not that she hasn't in terms of a ruler, but as a person. You know what I mean? Like there was a little bit in the beginning when you saw her with Khal Drogo and then start to like get on her own legs. Right. But she has had so many wins for so many seasons. She's never had any problems. Like even the stuff in season seven, like yes, Viserion died, but like besides that, she hasn't had any major losses ever. And right. now, finally, after all these seasons, uh, there's finally a challenge to everything that she's ever wanted. Right. I, she hates to lose. She hates being told that she's wrong. She is single-minded. She was even telling Jon not to tell uh, Arya and Sansa, Sansa and Graham, yeah. the truth. Yeah. Jon, uh, a noble man of honor, and I, I just love Jon as a character, he wants to tell them. Because right. it's the truth, and, and they agree. should know. I, and I agree. You're not wrong. But then Danny's trying to cover this up, like, hey, I feel, get out of here. I feel like... I'm trying to think how to word this. Yeah, I feel like Danny was a more fleshed-out character in season one. And I think when the it was based on the books, like, kind of those, those two through... Like, the seasons two through four. Through, yeah. Danny was more of a character, and then, like, when the two head writers started writing it. I feel Weiss like Danny got whatever, yeah. lost along the way. So, like, even, I love old Danny, and, like, I want her to be that person that's, like, more than a one-dimensional character because she used to be that. And, like, recently I think she's lost a lot of that, but that's the writing. Yeah. And, like, I he, just, I look at her as, like, she was this person, and, like, I want her to have that character arc. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Because most, most of the writing for Danny is, okay, I'm riding on a dragon. Oh no, bad thing. Oh no, dragon slash giant army right. fixes bad thing. All is well for like five minutes. Yeah. But I want to do something else. And then like, oh, I go across the sea. And then I kill a bunch of people with my dragons and yeah. stuff. And like, nothing bad happens. Yeah. Until now. Which is great, because she totally unravels in this episode. I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, a couple other things that we see is we see Braun arrive just kill this is before jamie leaves but he basically comes to jamie and Tyrion because as we know cersei told kyburn like tell Bronn he's got to kill them and like i'm gonna pay him kind of yeah. Tyrion has a great line he's like Bronn, what did i tell you like if anyone offers to kill me he's like you'll pay me double and he's like well what's the double of river run which is what cersei's offering me and he's like high garden Tyrion's like i'll give it to you did he ask danny no is this a possibility this is gonna go south Yes, oh, but everything's going south. Uh, I mean, metaphorically and physically, yes. <laughs> Bronn's great in this scene though, because he's yeah. sick. Of, he's sick of all this nonsense. I mean, I don't blame him. Sick of this shit. He's been doing stuff been for dealing with these people for like yeah, eight years, forever. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame him. Um, and then the next morning, we see Arya and the Hound ride for King's Landing. They're basically both saying like, "We're going there to finish our journeys." Clegane Bowl. Clegane Bowl is happening. Hound, the Hound with Clegane Bowl and Arya wants to kill Cersei. Less important than uh, Clegane Bowl. So then, this is another great scene comes along. Uh, or actually, two back-to-back -back great scenes, kind of, we see. The first one, Jon's talking to his three siblings under the Weirwood tree in Godswood. And is basically, like, telling them why he's going to continue to help Danny Because they don't like... Oh, yeah. To back it up a sec... So, they just killed the Night King. Well, right. Arya specifically right. did. Their armies are decimated. Right. They're tired. They right. have, like, they no supplies. <laughs> they actually need a break. But this is another Danny unraveling moment. Danny is 
like, all right, I, I got my dragons up here, yeah. and I help you. Now we're all going to immediately, after we barely survived this, yeah. we're going to go straight down to King's Landing. Yeah. John's like, uh, I don't know. Sansa's like, definitely not. But John is, of course, a little bit of a pushover in this scene. And uh, he has his armies go down with... Danny to King's Landing or start to head down that way. Yeah. Which is so dumb. This is the worst military idea ever in the, well, one of many. Yeah. In this, in this episode it's the worst. The one in the last episode was even worse. Yeah. But so dumb. Yeah. That people need time to rest. Yeah. So this leads to the conversation that John has with his siblings. You have to swear it before I tell you. How can I promise to keep a secret if I don't even know what it is? Because we're family. Swear it. I swear it. Swear it. Tell them. Where he's like, listen, like I have to agree with this because I I bent the knee to Danny. And Everybody's like, why? Everybody's yeah. staring at him, why? Arya's, even Arya's laying yeah. on the smack down. So basically leads to him being like, well, can you keep a secret? And it assumes that he told them that he's actually Aegon Targaryen. Oh. She ends up telling Tyrion, who ends up telling Varys. This reminds me of the game of Telephone that everyone played in middle school, where you're not supposed to tell someone something, but then you pass it along. Tyrion. What if there's someone else? Someone better? Um, we also see John send Ghost to go with Torbend and the Wildlings because they're returning to North of the Wall. He was too expensive to animate, so he uh, went back to his home Yeah. Plan. Also, he like didn't even say goodbye to him. He's just like, take Ghost. And then you see Ghost... Ghost who's like semi-injured from like he's bloody missing from... an ear yeah and then he's just like okay bye i'm like wow he just like doesn't care about ghost um also sam and gilly are having a baby she's prego yeah that was like a weird reveal. Yeah. it was just like oh by the way she's pregnant cool like, all right great. um so winterfell is basically the first half of the episode then danny takes uh, her two dragons and her army to go back to dragonstone Real fast for right. some reason that they don't quite explain. I think it's to get supplies yeah. or to come at King's Landing from a different direction. But uh, there's a really nice scene here. Uh, they make a mention that Rhaegal has been hurt. And you yes. can see it in his wings. And yes. they're all flying. And then all of a sudden Rhaegal just dies. Yeah. This, this is the first thing in the episode that took me completely by surprise. Out of nowhere, Euron Greyjoy and his fleet have ballistas on the... the like a billion of them. Yeah, on the, yeah. On the front of every boat. And they just they blow him out of the yeah. sky. Yeah. One hit one hit him, hit Rhaegal initially. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. And then like three more. It was like... Chest, boo, boo, boo. chest, neck, head, yeah. and then he just goes down In into the, the ocean. sea. Like he gone. So fast. Um, yeah. So then that, yeah, that happens. And then you basically see they all, basically everyone that was in the boat. So like Tyrion and Varys were underneath the boat. Um, Great Worm. They all like wash ashore. Because ballistas, in addition to killing dragons, Destroyed blow boats. through boats um, like nobody's business. And you're like, where's Masande? Because she was also on the boat. And that's when you kind of like see the scene where she's kidnapped. Um, before we move on from the boat scene to the King's Landing part of the episode, 
there's an interesting scene with Tyrion and Varys on the bottom of the boat. Basically, this is when Varys finds out that Jon is a Targaryen. And he's starting to talk to Tyrion, like, listen, we should do the right thing. And Tyrion at this point's like, oh, we'll just marry him off. No big deal. Varys knows what's up. Yeah. He's, and then this is, then the that's when, like, the deal. attack happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Then, after the attack, when they're actually... Um, now, when they were attacked, did they land on the shore of the Dragonstone? Yeah. Okay. They Well, they wash up on the shore, right. the shore okay. of the Dragonstone. Right, okay. Yeah. So then they're, there's a scene where Tyrion and Varys are now in the throne room at Dragonstone. And Tyrion is like, listen, like I can't go against Danny. Like I believe in her. A Targaryen father and a Stark mother. John's the one man alive who might actually be able to keep the North in the Seven Kingdoms. How many kings and queens have you served? Five, six, I've lost count. You've always known my reasons. At a certain point, you choose a person you believe in, and you fight for that person. Even if you know it's a mistake. And I'm not going to commit treason, and Varys is like, well, Why? What's the Varys best? is like, why? What's the best for, like, everybody? You can't, you know what I mean? Um, it, that was great, because right. without explicitly saying it, Tyrion acknowledges that Jon is a better choice. Right. And I want to put a pin in this really quick because I'm going to talk about a theory at the end of this that this scene made me think of. Uh, so we're going to come back to this. But to wrap up the episode, um, Euron goes back to Cersei and he's like, hey, I killed a dragon uh, in addition Dra to dragon's us getting gone, Missandei. Fleet's gone. And Cersei's like, by the way, like I'm pregnant, but doesn't say that it's not his. He just basically leads Euron to think it's his baby. And, yeah, instead of Jamie's um, baby. She opens the gate, the gates of Red Keep, and she makes all the citizens basically like stay hostage because she thinks that like Danny will come and like just like hurt them. Yeah, like she really thinks that Danny will attack with the dragons. Right. And as long as there are citizens in the Red Keep, it's gonna look bad for her. It's gonna look terrible. Right. Which to back up again a minute. The reason that Varys has that conversation with Tyrion in the throne room mm -hmm. is because of a meeting that they had with Varys, Tyrion, and Danny, and I think Grey Worm was there. Yeah. Where Danny is basically like, alright, we gotta get rid of Cersei, and I don't really care how. Yeah. And then Varys makes a good point. Like, you can't just kill innocent people. Because that's exactly what you were trying yeah. not to do. You that's keep what your talking dad about did. Yeah, you keep talking about breaking the wheel. Right. That literally is the wheel. It's the, yeah. And then... She just goes on and is like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I want to do it anyway. Yeah. I'm mad, bro. So, the episode, um, the final scene is Danny, Tyrion, Varys, Grey Worm, and Drogon arrive at the walls of King's Landing. Also, like, 50 Unsullied, apparently. Yeah. It was just like a random handful. This scene makes no sense for the record. Yeah. Uh, Cersei and Danny basically demand through Kyburn and Tyrion. Like, each person they, has they, to surrender. They have the hands right. of each um, Tyrion ends up trying to appeal to Cersei's humanity, which pff, she doesn't fucking have any humanity a left. a little bit. And basically was like, you remember how much you loved your kids? Like, use that love to rem remember your humanity, and you should surrender. But Cersei's like, fuck that. She refuses, and she orders Gregor Clegane, who's dead on dead, whatever he is, to behead Missandei. And this basically Grey Worm obviously upsets Grey Worm. He loved her. Um, Danny like oh before I should mention before she gets beheaded, Cersei's like, do you have any final words? And Miss Andy's like, Dracarys, 
which is obviously like the word that in Valerian means to like set up things on fire. It's a damn shame it didn't do anything. Yeah, and then they behead her. Danny is like rage tune in this, and hints of her becoming the Mad Queen in next episode, and then it ends. There's so many hints. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're hints, but it's definitely yeah. Like that they're way. like they're seeming like it's gonna lead that way. Yeah. Um, Danny's made bad choice after bad choice. Yeah. Cersei's making all Cersei has made all the right moves in this episode to sort of like have Danny unravel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Blow up her ships, capture Masande, murder Masande, like because in its essence, I know I was saying this last night after the episode. Danny without her dragons can't really win yeah. anything. Yeah. Because there's almost no Unsullied left. Uh, yeah, there's not that many. It's gonna be mostly the Northmen. Yeah. Um. Okay, so a couple things before we wrap up is kind of just like where the show's going the final two episodes, what can really happen. I want to call this section Hot Takes. Yeah, so remember I said we are going to put a pin in something? The pin's coming out. Alright, pin. So... This is not a theory that I came up with, but this is a theory that's kind of, like, on the internet that I'm one, subscribing to. I, I was just going to ask, is this one that you like yeah. and subscribe to? Um, so this theory kind of goes... It's not fully fleshed out as, like, this is going to happen. This is, like, exact details. But basically, they're planted in this episode with Tyrion, you know, in a way where it's, like, he's starting to question if Danny's the best person. Like, he's put his faith in her since season five. You know, he worked his way up to being Hand, which I'm not, you know, I'm not saying undeservingly, but I think he's going to do something to betray her. You know, whether he goes back to Cersei or he, like, works against Danny. you know, in the in the battle that is going to come at uh, King's Landing. I think something's going to happen. Uh, what do you think with that, Evan? Thoughts? Comments? Concerns? Uh. Do you think he's going to remain the hand? It's really I hard. You, I don't want to know your opinion. I want to say he's going to remain the hand. I, think he, I just think he's going to betray her somehow. Well, what makes you say that? Because I feel like that's what, like, the same thing where you see, okay, this is, there's two things. One, we see, we're seeing Danny turn into the, basically the Mad Queen. Totally. Right? Subscribe to that theory. And as much as Tyrion loves Danny, I'm not saying, like, in a romantic way, but, like, really loves who she is as a person... He also, he I think he does. But what, he really okay, he, he used to. I think he's slowly starting to realize that she's not the right person. I think he's had doubts and he's finally vocalized them this episode. See, now this is where my whole thing that I mentioned earlier, where Danny has never really lost, I feel like it comes into play. Because Tyrion has never really seen Danny lose right. and what that does right. to her. Right, which, yeah, exactly. This is So it. I think it's like when you think of those two paths colliding, I think Tyrion's going to have to make a choice where he's going to be like, do I stick by Danny hmm. and watch her destroy everything, whether that's King Landing, other things, or do I stop her and that means I commit treason? That That's the crossroads I'm seeing right now. This is a theory that came after last episode, and I kind of was, like, half believing it. Because I was like, where is this coming from? Like, there's no proof. And then this episode, I was like, okay, I see seeds of it. I guess I could see that. Especially, yeah, now that you say it, the yeah. one thing that really leads me to believe that he would betray her is what he says to Varys in that throne right. room when Varys asks if Jon would be a better ruler. Right. Tyrion doesn't say no. Tyrion says Jon doesn't want it. Right. So Tyrion knows... Right. 
that Danny he's is... He's not going to say it out loud because then it could be used against yeah, him. Yeah, but I mean, he knows that Danny isn't really cut out, which is becoming blatantly obvious. Right. So there was two other points I wanted to mention. The The next point I wanted to mention was... if we I forget what season it is, but I want to say it was like before season six. They pulled... When I say they, I mean Game of Thrones pulled a prophecy from the book where... When Cersei was a child, she visited like either a witch or oh, yeah. the fortune teller or whatever she was, She's and it basically get killed by her little brother. Right. Well, they don't mention they don't mention that in the show. So the re- they mentioned that they only that's actually only in the book. They don't mention that in the show. That's what I was gonna like say was they mentioned that her three kids are gonna die. They mentioned something else about her husband is never gonna love her because he always has like whores and bastard children. Yeah, but Bobby the third B. right, the third part, which they don't mention if you rewatch that clip, is that the Valencar, which is little brother, is gonna kill her, but that's in the book. So people that are fans of the show and know this from the book are like, Well, yeah, obviously if they mention those two things, like they're pulling that full prophecy into play. And that either Jamie or Tyrion is going to kill... Because it could be either one. Or her baby. Or her baby, right, is going to kill her. Do you think baby. that's still going to happen? I think, yeah. So she's definitely going to die before the end. It's definitely going to be, like, some semi-ironic thing. Yeah. I still think it's the baby. That's mostly because yeah. it's the square that I have at work for that. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. Um, just because, like... I guess the only reason I was on the fence... It'd be different if they mentioned that third part of the show. Because I feel like if they're mentioning it... They might come back to it, but they never did. So it's like, did they ever mean to come back to it? Who knows? Um, they dropped a lot of stuff off there. That's so why I'm I, like, I, I don't see, even know I at this see point. It happening where they just yeah. didn't put it in, but I, it's hard to say. So the last thing I wanted to mention, and this is something I've been like really, really into, is back way back in like season two, season three. And I know obviously prophecies are like, who knows at this point what they're keeping, what they're not, but. We hear about the prince that was promised. In the book, they call this person Azor Ahai. So the theory about the prince that was promised, um, some of the things were that they come after a long summer, they'd be born amiss, salt and smoke, under a bleeding star, they'd wake dragons from stone, um, they'd be forced to make a sacrifice, and they, uh, I think there was another one, but the reason I'm mentioning this is, and I'm going to post an article on our Facebook page about the article that I'm referencing now, but... Are they, like, going to go back to that? I mean, there's only two episodes left. I feel like, in in my opinion, it's kind of shitty to, like, in past seasons, you're talking about this, like, prophecy, and there's this, like, prince that was, or princess that was promised, and now we're just forgetting about that. I thought Azor Ahai, the whole point was to kill the Night King. I don't know. I would have to, like, go back into it. Yeah, I think, from what I remember, I could be wrong. The whole point of Azor Ahai is to, like, right. save the realm of man. It says right here, King. it says that they will be reborn as the prince that was promised to defeat the White Walkers once more. There you go. It was, uh, Azaria, I guess. I feel like that's a cop-out. I feel like they just ignored it. Yeah, it just makes me angry. I, I just feel like... Did they even mention it in the show? Mention what? Azor Ahai. So they mentioned Melisandre always called it the prince or princess that was promised. They never said Azor High. But that's from the books. That's what it was called. But it just makes me angry because... I think, yeah, it was definitely Arya then. But, like, what makes me angry is Arya doesn't fit into any of those things I just described. She wasn't born under a red... Like, but all it, those things. all that is from the book, though. It was all... Some of those were also mentioned in the show. And they make references. Like, in season one, Danny goes into the fire and brings out the dragon uh, hatchlings. 
there's this scene where you see this red comet going above her. In the, sh in the scene where we see John being born to Lyanna Stark, there's a sword with a red star that's above... Like, maybe, there's all these plays. Maybe it's a combination of all of them, because it required yeah. all of them in order to defeat I don't know. It just feels King. like a really weird thing. Yeah. And I think it... I don't know if it's one of those instances where, like, in the book, because the books are going to be different, and they were following the books They're at the time. They're never going to finish the books. I know, but, it, like, I don't even... This isn't even about the books. It's just, like, you, you go on this theory... You show all these little clips, and then you make it Aria, but, like, I don't know. It just angers me. I had to mention it. That's fair. Um, Maybe it's just my own little soapbox I gotta be on. Get on that soapbox. Any, so next episode. Click Game Bowl. Oh, Jesus this is all that matters. So next episode is gonna be the Big King's Landing battle. Do we think. Supposedly. Suppose, well, from the preview they didn't show anything, and I feel like. Why would they make the big. There's two episodes. So I feel it's like hard it, to say because yeah. then what's episode six going to be? I feel like ep it would be better if episode five was like a big fight, a big battle, and then episode six is like what happens after. I feel like five is going to be Cleable. That's how Jesus I know how I feel. <laughs> I feel like five is going to be Arya and Sandor bumping around us and sneaking around inside of for ninety King's minutes. Landing. Maybe I don't know what else I will, is going on. That's horrible. I would watch that. It. I think there's a battle. Even Amelia Clark is like, episode five is like a battle. So. When did she say that? It's been out on like Entertainment Weekly and all these stuff. I don't read magazines. But the thing is, is it going to finish up in episode six? Is just going to be like the wrap up. Hard to say. They're not going to. I'm starting to get bitter. They're not going to finish everything. I was like going into season and now I'm just bitter. Are you really bitter? <laughs> I'm a bitter Betty. You're a bitter Because Betty. I feel like they're not going to wrap up everything. This whole, like, all these things we're talking about that, like, they're not going to wrap it up in a bow. Did you ever think they would? I felt like they might wrap up more than they did now. Like, I thought there was... There's still two episodes. I don't know why I'm so bitter. That's okay. I was actually... It's funny you say that. Because there were... I was... I've been reading a lot of people have the same sentiment. Yeah. But I don't think there's a feasible way for anyone other than Martin to... And maybe not even Martin, because he just I basically guess... stopped writing the books. In order to have everyone's story be done... Right. I feel like all of the stories will be done in a way. It probably is not a nice yeah. way. It's not going to be a clean way. And I'm okay with that. It doesn't need to be like a Disney ending where like everyone's happy ever after. Oh, I don't everyone's care about gonna that. Die. Right. Like I don't need that, but I don't want to be like, oh, whatever happened to this? Like they just, you know, like freaking cut them out and we never know. Like a hot take. Hot pie sits on the Iron Throne. There's actually, so this is funny. There's actually, like, a subreddit where, like, all they do is, like, make, make like crack pot theories. Do you know Hot Pie has a restaurant where he literally makes, yeah, he's, he like, a bakery? Yeah, he makes the wolf bread loves. Where is it? Is it it's in, in, like, California the... or something. California. Why would it be, like, wouldn't it be in the UK where, like, they film all that stuff? Think hashtag Hot Pie for Prez. Hashtag Clegane Bowl. One Clegane to rule them all. <laughs> That's what we're going to see next episode. Yeah. And we'll see you after that. The hound's gonna die, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, he's gonna lose the game ball. Yeah, the mountain's gonna win. All right, we'll catch y'all later. Thanks for listening to our show. Make sure to like our Facebook page through our link in the show notes or by searching We Like to Say We're Experts on Facebook. See you next time.